Okay, so we're going to jump right into it since we're on a bit of a short schedule today, starting with season one, episode 10. It's called Ballad. Let's I couldn't think it. of a witty way to tie that the episode name into something funny to say because I usually do that. So I'll try um, that again next week. Well, well maybe you, not next week. <laughs> you weren't really able to offer a good balladition to this episode. That was I'll leave the puns up to me. Anyway, let's get started. <laughs> so, yes, at the beginning of the episode, Will is in the Glee room with the Glee Club and says that this year at sectionals will have to perform a, a ballad and they are going to be partnered up. What can I just say? I mean, this is like where the poor writing of the show comes in. All the like because they want to have their theme of the week or whatever. These they seem to be introducing new rules willy nilly. Oh. Like, are they getting emails <laughs> yeah. from the from the show choir competition commission or whatever? And they're like, guess what? We're requiring you to have a ballad this year. And also keep in mind, and we talked about this before. We don't quite know. Like, we don't usually get a good handle on time and how fast it's passing in this show because uh-huh. sectionals, where this new rule has just been introduced, is taking place three episodes from now. So, and we don't quite know when in the year sectionals is, I don't know, maybe there will be a line, like a throwaway line when we actually watch it saying, oh, it's spring or something. I don't fucking know. But um, yeah, we should go back and track all of the new additions that have been added to sectionals just to see what actually sticks. I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like there was another one that's already happened. And Will was like, guess what? We got to do this. But at the end of the day, when sectionals actually happens, there's only two numbers per group. There's the solo and then the group number. Maybe we don't, uh, I don't know you guys. all numbers that were performed. You know, we have to use even to our imagination. No, wait, no, 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 no. It's true because there's, yeah, there's, there's one solo and one group number and that's it because New Directions performs Don't Rain On My Parade is the solo and then can't always get what you want as the group number and then they're done and the um the jane is it jane adams the jane adams i always forget the name of the school the jane Mm. adams girls they steal their numbers remember and they do and i'm telling you and proud mary so i know i I was just making a joke i was like maybe they in this world they performed more numbers that aligned with the restrictions that we didn't see that was just a joke but clearly zach takes his glee very seriously anyway (laughs) Let's move on. We haven't even actually seen yes. the episode yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so Will says they're going to be partnered up to perform a ballad, and they start getting assigned. Puck gets Mercedes, which Mercedes isn't pleased about. Artie gets Quinn. Finn pulls Kurt's name. Yeah. And you see Kurt do a little gay gasp, like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then, oh, my God, something that warmed my heart. Santana got Brittany's name. Which we'll get to that at the end when I talk about my little trivia for the episode. Oh, sorry. I mean, I'm just going to say right now, I, I really do not think the writers had the foresight to start that little inkling of a relationship this early, but I just thought it was cute regardless. (laughs) I'll drop my tidbit in now. It's an Uh error apparently, 
When huh? Santana picks the name out of the hat, she claims to get Brittany. But if you look at the piece of paper, I guess you can see it. Maybe we can go back and look at it. It says Quinn on the piece of paper. So Santana, I don't really know. like Naya Rivera can't read. I thought that was Leah Michelle. Oh, call her out. I don't know. It doesn't categorize like who made the error, but it just pointed okay. it out that if you go back and look, her paper says Quinn. Well, in my own little like canon in my brain, that's really fucking cute because of course her and Brittany become a thing. So yes. I like to think that this is this is the origin. It could be. You never know. But yes. So Finn pulls out Kurt's name. Kurt gets super excited about that. Tina gets Mike a little too obvious. And I think didn't it say like other Asian on the piece I, of paper? No, I think we didn't get to see what the paper said. She said other Asian, but I think she just said that of her own accord. I don't think it actually said other Asian on it because Will Schuster wrote these papers. I could see papers. Will Schuster writing that. I could no, see him writing that. So. There's another quest- questionable decision he made that we'll get to in a second because I'm guessing you're going to touch on it. Go for it. Well, so because Matt, the one who literally has no dialogue this whole season and then goes <laughs> away for the rest of the show, he is not in this episode and their excuse is that a spider crawled in his ear. So he's in the ER uh, and that apparently takes him out for the whole week. And so Rachel has to team up with Shu for the ballad. And it's confusing because he clearly is against this, but he put his name in the hat. He literally said, yeah. since Matt's out, I'm putting my name in the hat. And it's like, okay, you're assessing the risks when you do that, including pairing yourself off with a female student, let alone Rachel. And now that that actually happened, you're like, whoa, 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 no, no, no. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was very strange. And then Rachel is basically like, let's rehearse right now. And then that's what launches them into Endless Love, which is our first performance of the episode. And I don't know, this number was mainly boring because it's just the two of them singing at a piano but it was spiced up a little bit with some of the other characters having like inner monologues that we're privy to like like voiceover and then also mm-hmm. it was kind of funny seeing rachel like because she's developing her crush on will especially during this episode it was funny to see her faces like the close-ups of her face while she was performing contrasting with the close-ups of will's face where he's clearly like <laughs> uh <laughs> very uncomfortable I thought that was funny. Yeah. I know this is a TV show, but like, why couldn't Will have just stopped singing? You know, if, you, if he's that uncomfortable, you could have cut the number short, but they were going on for quite some time doing this little uncomfortable ballad. I guess maybe he didn't want to make her uncomfortable. And of course, we know about Susie Pepper and that whole story, which is coming up. So I think his yes. fears were well founded. I suppose. But ultimately, in my yes, notes, that's the I opening. just ended up writing. LOL, this is so inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, and then at one point he will thinks to himself, she looks crazy right now. I know this look. So that's another foreshadow into the, the other crazy that, that Will has experienced as from a student. Yup. And so then we, we go to a scene where Quinn's getting fitted for her dress for the chastity ball. And her mother says, that, you know, it's so important to your father who's drunk somewhere trying to watch Glenn Beck in the house and uh, he comes over and says that she looks beautiful and they invite Finn over for dinner I guess pre pre ball or I don't even know if it's tied to the ball but they were very dressed up for dinner I think it was pre ball and also I want to bring up a point of this scene where uh, Quinn's mother is helping her get into her chastity ball dress and she can't zip it up apparently which 
is completely bogus because she definitely could have. There was space there. I saw it. And then Ooh. Quinn was like, I had a really big lunch today at school. And I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me, Quinn? <laughs> like, you really think? And and it, that comes up later, of course, when she tells her mom that, like, she knew. Like, so mm-hmm. I think we're supposed to believe that she knows during this scene. Um, but her mom instead is like, you know, I think ever since you got kicked off the Cheerios, you're just not getting the exercise you need. Which is really just mean. sitting in a dark room singing show tunes. It's all she does now. <laughs> <sighs> okay, and then we go back to the Will Rachel plotline <laughs> this episode, where she walks into his office with a, a very nicely wrapped gift to give him, and it turns out to be a tie with gold stars on it because ties are or gold stars are kind of her signature thing. She says to to Mister Shu, and she also she says that when he wears it she wants him to think of her and the Disgusting. the star that he's helping cultivate or something like that yeah the star you're helping me become is what i wrote yeah with a comedy <laughs> emoji afterwards <laughs> <laughs> so of course will is just just terrified terrified by this gift and goes to emma to to get her advice on the situation and share what rachel's been doing in the last day i guess and he recalls a similar situation he had with a pet former student a girl named Susie pepper who i guess it was two years ago according to will before emma started working at the school i don't realize how new she was but to- also Susie is still a student at the school yes yeah, so, so Susie was a freshman um, i don't know or- <laughs> the timeline never really adds up in the show does it and she also looks like a 30 year old woman she does Yes, we find that Susie was very obsessed with Will, and she at one point called his house in the middle of the night. Oh my god, that was so funny. She was just, so we see um, Will and Terry in bed, and the phone rings, and Will answers it, and it's just breathing like, (laughs) and then Will's like, Susie, and she said, you could tell it was me just by the sound of my breath. That's so romantic. <laughs> and then Terry snatches that phone out of his hand. He's like, listen, you little psycho. And says shit like that. Also, we forgot to mention that uh, Susie got Will socks with peppers on them. Because oh, yes. her whole aesthetic is like peppers and she wears red. It's like, oh, okay, aren't you cute? And she said the same thing that Rachel did. Like, think of me when you wear these. So yes, parallels. And, and it was funny because Will in the, in the voiceover, he says, it always starts with a novelty gift. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So that night, Terry tells Will that he needs to set Susie straight, which, you know, is a logical and reasonable suggestion. But Susie is not a logical or reasonable girl. Nope. And when he tries to set things straight, Susie becomes very depressed. And we. Oh, no, my ice maker. Do you hear that? Yes. Oh, why is she going to be so interrupting? Here, I don't know. Do you want to go on mute while I take over until she decides to be done with her <laughs> episode? Okay, so Maybe I don't have the plot in front of me, but I'm going to try my best. Um, Okay, so Susie Pepper, she's distraught. And this is really testing my memory, you guys, even though we just watched this last night. She's very distraught. And she's like keeping this, like the hottest pepper in the world in a jar in her locker. I don't know why. I guess that's because her thing, that's, that's her thing. And she decides to eat this pepper in... An attempt to, I don't know, was it like an unaliving attempt or something? But she ends up in the hospital with burns in her esophagus. And we learn later that she had to get an esophagus transplant, which I don't think is a thing. But if it is, go off. So basically, that's the whole cautionary tale. And Emma's advice to Will 
uh, regarding Rachel and preventing this from happening again is to follow the advice he gives to his students, which is to sing about their emotions. And also this is the first of many instances this episode where someone tells someone else to sing about their feelings. It happens like six times, you guys. It's like, okay, we get it. Oh, did she stop? Is the ice maker done now? Yes, you okay. did a great job. She's well now she's filling it with water, but oh. I think the, 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 the it's done now, so we're good. Thank okay. you for stepping in. You You're did so a great good. job. Well, speaking of people suggesting other people go sing a song, that's a great segue <laughs> because now we see Kurt and Finn practicing their ballad in the auditorium. And Finn is freaking out because he's like, I can't sing to a guy or a dude. He kept saying dude to Kurt this episode, which was so funny to me. And Kurt is very shamelessly flirting with Finn in this scene. And of course, Finn is picking up on it. And that makes him even more uncomfortable. Yeah, we need to talk about that. So it makes me think of when when Eli and I first started Exhausted, our second episode we ever recorded was about bad media representation. And I believe I talked about Kurt for a significant portion of the episode because it was almost like a double-edged sword at the time and still is because when Kurt first debuted in 2009 on the show, we didn't really have any out and proud gay characters like on mainstream television. And so in a, in a way he was groundbreaking, but also looking back on it, he was just imbued with so many toxic traits that really are not a good look for the community and the predatory gay trope of it all is really exhausting and troublesome and kurt is definitely following that path here and for those you don't know the whole predatory gay trope is just this idea that like gay guys that are obsessed with straight guys will do anything in their power to try and turn them and to do so they'll be like touchy feely or clingy or whatever blah 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 and kurt is definitely up to that this episode without really any like critique of that behavior not that i was expecting Mm -hmm. it in 2009 but still it's just like uncomfortable and kind of cringy to watch it back because of the toxicity of that trope like i said and even in this one scene like He's like literally following Quinn around. Uh, not Quinn. Uh, no, I'm doing it. See, now you're Fo- doing it. <laughs> following. Okay, but for me, I'm mixing up Finn and Quinn because they're dating and they sound literally the same as opposed to Finn and Will. But anyway, he's following Finn around the stage, like as like Finn's walking away as he's speaking, and Kurt will like find a way to get back close to them or sit down on the bench next to him. And it's like, mm-hmm. stop. Like, I I know where the show is leading. I know what it's building to. Like eventually, you know they. I like really great friends. And of course, Finn's mom falls for Kurt's dad. Yeah. Like I know, I know what the show is getting at, but it doesn't really get there until like, I think season two. And so right now it just feels very like, let's not do this. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Very, very much uncomfortable watching most of this episode with the interactions between fart Furt, Furt, Kurt and Finn. Furt. I made that Wait. up. I said, I said that on purpose. Yeah, because there's literally an episode called Furt in season two. Oh, is there? You didn't know that? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, there really is. Love so. that. <laughs> yes. And I forget what song Kurt had prepared to sing to Finn, but of course it was not appropriate. No. But then Finn mentions that he's stressed out about the baby and everything. So Kurt suggests that he sing. 
much like Emma <laughs> suggested that we'll sing. And the song he suggests is I'll Stand By You by The Pretenders, which oh is, gosh. you know, a fairly, fairly innocent song. I, I think it's it's appropriate, you know, to help him convey his feelings across. But mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk later about how that actually is is taken into fruition by by Finn later on <laughs> in the episode. Or is it is it next? I forget. Was it the are next you talking scene? About, are we are you talking about it? singing to his... Yeah. Did that the happen right after this? I forget. Yeah, it's part of the performance. Like, so he starts performing oh. I'll Stand By You and he's just singing on stage. And of course, we do the thing that Glee loves to do so much, which is cut to a character singing un, uh, non-diegetically in a random space. This time it's his bedroom. But it was weird and kind of funny because the song ends with him singing to a copy of the ultrasound or, or the sonogram of the baby Mm-hmm. <laughs> in his room and then his mom walks in and catches him in the act and she says Finn are you singing to a sonogram so we made it, a note of that too yeah it actually was happening um, so it kind of led into that so now Finn's mom knows about the baby that's not his <laughs> well she doesn't know that it's not his but she knows that there's a baby yes of course yes and then, and then of course Quinn is very upset about this in the hallway and I don't like the continued I'm smart. She literally said, I'm smart. You're dumb to Finn over and over. This relationship is not good. And he said, which it will soon. It is. It will. It will. <laughs> um, and I just wrote just back to him saying to the sonic girl. I was like, where is this choir coming from? I feel like there were quite a few times oh, yeah. in this episode where choirs came out of nowhere <laughs> in some of the numbers that were performed. It's not diegetic, honey. It's non it's not in the diegesis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Quinn, of course, is upset that Finn told his mother and she's worried that word is going to get out. And like, girl, the whole school already knows. Like, you, it's, you need to tell your parents. Like, you can't be mad at Finn at this point. Anyway, she's being real, really mean to, to Finn yet again. And then we have a weird voiceover where Kurt is like telling us how he became enamored with Finn. Oh, yeah. And... To the points you made earlier, it was just making me very uncomfortable to, to listen to this and just know that it's just never going to work out. And it's at, now it's tired. I, I don't know if it was as tired back then as, as it is now, but yeah, it's not a fan. That's why I'm saying it's kind of a double-edged sword thing because I'm sure it wasn't as tired as it was 13 years ago, but now it's incredibly tired. And like I said, not a good look. So yeah, the fact that he apparently just fell in love with Finn because Finn chastised someone who pushed him up against a locker. <laughs> Didn't even speak to Kurt. It's just okay. chastised the person <laughs> who did it. Yeah, I know. But anyway. Yeah, so now we have Rachel and Will. And this time, Will's <laughs> brought back up. This time Pillsbury with him. Rachel said, the choir what room. is she doing here? <laughs> <laughs> because Will is determined to set the record straight, not by just speaking to Rachel, but by performing to Rachel as Emma suggested, and he thinks he's so smart with this mashup he's created of Don't Stand So Close to Me by uh, The Police, mm-hmm. and then Young Girl, I don't know who that song is by. Do you know? No. I can look. Um, We're not good at Gary Puckett and the Union Gap? Anyway. Why? <laughs> never heard of him. And yeah, he thought he was so creative. He was like really like enunciating these words to her, and he was really just trying to convey the message yeah, that he, it's not going to work. He said, Rachel, he literally said to her, I really want you to listen 
closely to the words <laughs> I'm saying because I really mean them. And also we need to touch on the fact that like he grabbed her shoulders and like moved her down oh, into yes. a chair, which was kind of weird and not helpful mm-hmm. to the situation. But yeah, in, in hindsight, it's like he really should have thought of the possibility that a teenage girl, probably less than half his age, might take this mashup differently than he, he's thinking in his head. Because as exactly. Rachel says at the end, when Will asks her, what did you glean from that song? And she she's basically says, like, I'm so young and pretty, and it's hard for you to stand close to me. <laughs> <laughs> Or was like, I should stand closer to you. Isn't that what she Something said? like that. But she she was not picking up what he was putting down. Um, not at all. Because both as, she and Miss Emma oh were infatuated yeah. with him during his performance. Like Emma was just like, oh, yeah. Now, well. Emma, like you guys remember when we were talking about a couple episodes ago when she was meeting with Finn and Quinn in her office and she saw Will wearing sunglasses indoors in the hallway outside her office. Oh, my God. And she just was like, oh. <laughs> love sunglasses <laughs> that was this again where she was just like staring bug-eyed at will as he was performing mouth agape like seriously like a little bush baby like sue calls her um <laughs> all it, was, it was embarrassing like this is a grown woman i wrote in my notes in yeah. all caps emma's fucking hypnotized and then i said Ella she really is she married <laughs> Like, remember oh. she got married to Ken, who is also not mentioned in this episode. You're right. You're right. And just she's just really not helping the cause. Like she was brought in there for one purpose and is is doing the, the exact opposite of what Will needed her to do. So yeah. flop for you, Emma. As for the performance, I liked it. I mean, it's the most energetic performance this whole episode because obviously the episode is about ballads, so everything else is pretty low tempo. So mm-hmm. and and I had a like a a very like I remembered this number quite well from when I watched it as a kid and so I knew it was coming and I mean I guess it delivered I don't mm, know it was okay <laughs> moving on Kurt is not helping Finn pick out something to lay to the dinner at the February's house and he goes through a chest of all his dad's old things that his mom still had and mm-hmm. it was actually a very sweet moment because Kurt was talking about his mother and she and when she died and how there's like a broken dresser that still smells like her perfume that he'll go and sit next to and just so he can smell her. I was like, wow, that was really oh, yeah. touching. Yeah, that was sweet. Do you have something you want to say? No, I said, yeah, that was sweet. Oh, no, at the beginning, you were like, you literally have something to say when I first started speaking. Because I I forgot about that scene. I forgot we we're going to touch on it. So I was laughing because oh. I saw a note that I made. <laughs> oh. That I just thought was, I can't wait to talk about it. So anyway, okay. I was just getting ahead of myself, basically. I'm sorry. It's okay. No worries. But yes, so Finn is just, again, concerned about having to confront the truth and the facts of life. And can you tell me what Kurt suggests that he do? Can you remind me? Sing about it. (laughs) Not the list. (laughs) (laughs) That's not, that's not right. Anyway, yes, Kurt suggests that Finn sing about it. And that gets the wheels turning in Finn's head. Honestly, Kurt's a fucking homewrecker. I I know that he didn't do this on purpose, but I kind of like to think that he did because of what ensues, obviously. And if he did, then that was kind of a serve. Like, oh, here's how I'm going to get Finn to not be with Quinn anymore. I guess. But it also backfired if that was Kurt's goal. 
Well, yeah, but I also guess he had no idea of knowing what would happen. So he probably was being yeah. genuine. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves yes. once once more. Anyway, I'm sure this next scene is what you were dying to talk about. No, no. I was getting way oh. ahead of myself. Just, oh, okay. Well, like I said, I saw the note and it made me laugh. And so that's okay. why I was chuckling. <laughs> we're, we're not there yet. This, this <laughs> next scene is, is quite funny because Will gets home and you literally said, you're like, is this a dream? Because he gets home and sits on the couch and Rachel walks up behind him and hands him a beer. <laughs> I did. I was like, is this a dream? Or <laughs> dot, 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 a nightmare? <laughs> I also it thought, you guys, out, oh. that this was... I, I, I was sure that next episode is when Will finds out about Terry's fake pregnancy. But then I was second-guessing myself because this scene starts in the exact same way. And I'm pretty sure has the exact same background music as that scene does where, like, he comes home. Terry's not there. The music is, like, kind of like, what is going on? Do, 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 that sort of thing. And so I was like, wait, wait, wait. Is it happening now? But it wasn't. It was a different scene. Parallels. That's coming. Potential parallels. Yeah. Yes, it is coming. But we learned that. Rachel just showed up. I don't know how she found Will's address, but she showed up at the house and Terry let her in. And I just love Terry's reasoning for why she let Rachel in. It's kind of playing along with the charade. She's like had it because Will's had so many schoolgirl crushes at, at, his, at his place of work. And she's like, you know what? For once, I'm going to take advantage of this. And she has Rachel cleaning the house. She was what cleaning the bathroom or something. <laughs> yeah. She said, I might as well get something out of it this time. <laughs> Which Honestly, is, iconic. This is funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then Will's like, you know what? This is too much. Rachel, I'm going to take you home. <laughs> and we see them in his car. She's in the backseat. I forget what Will's reasoning was as to why she couldn't sit up front. I think this was safer because she was yeah, a kid it, and kids have to sit yeah, in the back. Yeah, kids have to sit in the back. <laughs> And Rachel's like, oh, well, I have, I made a mix. Like I want to, we can practice a ballad on the drive home. And she reaches to the front of the car and brushes past. She burned a CD. Put the CD she burned into the player. And it's the song Crush. I don't know who it's by. If if you know. It's only like 20 seconds of Crush before she gets cut off abruptly. I I love when she's like, ah, ha, Crush. That's how the song starts. Yeah. She like immediately immediately was like, you know what? I'm doing the damn thing. <laughs> I gotta serenade my my man, my the man I have in my head at least. Uh-uh. And Will turns it off and says that no, that's too much. And Rachel tells him that she needs someone who can keep up with her intellectually. Yeah. And like ins- insinuates that, that would be Will. Yeah. And then we see Rachel in school and her. I guess nemesis in this episode is, is Susie Pepper because Susie Pepper had seen Rachel in the glee room after Will saying his little mashup to her and Emma. Oh, and, yeah. and she, she like warns her. She's like, take me as a cautionary tale. Like I've been there. Uh, you need to stay away from Will. Like it's not going to end well. And of course, Rachel's like, well, like, what do you know? Is this the one in the bathroom? I thought they were in the hallway. Well, there's a couple of scenes with them because I have a bunch of notes about when they talk in the bathroom and when Susie Pepper is like, she straight up tells Rachel, you need to find some self-respect. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I it definitely did funny. escalate. It did. She was like, you need to find some self-respect because, you know, you're like me, mildly attractive. Like she kind of read <laughs> Rachel down. Rachel's like, fuck, you're right. I think that happens. <laughs> they have a couple conversations, but yeah, that's when Rachel's like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. stupid. <laughs> yes. 
Susie Pepper got her woke. But <laughs> she should. Dangerous territory. Anyway, we briefly just need to touch on the fact that when Mercedes and Puck were trying to rehearse their ballad, Puck had like had enough of the Glee Club siding with uh with Finn and Quinn. And he finally reveals to Mercedes that he's actually the father of Quinn's baby and not Finn. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. Okay, see, this is where I got about? way ahead of myself. This is my note. You guys, we watched this episode together, and I need to recite an actual line that my boyfriend said while we were watching this scene. Uh-oh. He said, quote, I feel like I could put blueberries in Mercedes' nose. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I said that. <laughs> it's true. Her no, her nostrils just look like they're the perfect size for a non-GMO blueberry. It seemed like not non-GMO. It seemed like you were being a little racial, saying her nostrils are big. Care Do you to look comment? at the nose I have on my face? <laughs> I've got big nostrils too, boo. <laughs> stick some blueberries up my nose for all I care. <laughs> we should test that out. We'll stick some uh in parentheses non-GMO blueberries out. up your nose. You shoot them out your nose. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was the note that I was getting ahead of myself on and reacting to. Oh, because well, I, I like, saw it. Just has him so excited about this plot, but it was not, had nothing to do, to do with the plot. It was all so me. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, well, we finally start approaching the episode's climax, I believe, in this, this oh. these last few scenes, because we at the Fabre dinner, pre pre chastity ball. Finn is there. He's in his suit and tie that Kurt helped him pick out, and. Uh, Quinn's dad is making a toast to his family, and they're also perfect. And being conservative, daughters, and yeah, watching Glenn Beck. <laughs> and Finn just like gets up and says, "I have to go to the bathroom," and he hurries to the bathroom. And he actually called Kurt, which was sweet because he like didn't know what to do, and he was, and Kurt was like, "What do you have to do? Sing about it." Kurt was like hyperventilating <laughs> too. He was like, "Oh my god, Finn's calling me." <laughs> I know. And Finn's like, okay, I gotta go. They'll think I'm pooping and hangs up on her. <laughs> but oh Finn God. comes and back and the scene steals her mom's boom box and sings, You're having my baby to Quinn at the dining table for quite some time before Quinn's well, her mom, I guess, already knew, but until her dad finally recognized what was going on uh by the the words that Finn was singing to to Quinn. Cause you're having my baby. What a lovely way of saying how much you love me. Great song. Great song. The mom was vibing with it too. She was out there she swaying was. in her chair. She was swaying back and <laughs> forth. The alcohol was hitting. <laughs> so yeah, it comes out because Quinn's dad is like, he realizes. And um, it's funny because Quinn's dad is really fucking short and Finn is tall. So he tries to be all intimidating, but he has to look up at Finn to stare him down. Um, I told you Finn could take him. Yeah, and then we cut to the scene where her dad is like, you know, oh, when you were a little girl and we went to a baseball game, you fell asleep on my lap, and that was so cute. But also, get out of my fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, basically what? what happened. Um, he was like, "You're leaving. You need to leave this house." He got he gave her thirty minutes to pack. Quinn mm-hmm. was like, "Come on, daddy, please, daddy." Um, I just want to say tell me everything's yeah, okay just want a hug and he was like you're not getting a hug you need to get out of this house and also quinn's mom was being a complete fucking wuss sitting by the sidelines not doing shit uh so yeah very bad situation all around i need to note the thing i wrote down i wrote mm-hmm. 
Diane Agron out here with the laugh crying because you were right when she <laughs> yes. was like trying to cry like hysterically she does that thing where it looks like she's laughing like doing the whole <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I thought that was kind of funny <laughs> I don't Acting. think she's a particularly great actress you guys I'm sorry I think all. I think Diane Agron is definitely one of the weaker links of the show um, just in terms of range and like we stated previously I don't really particularly take to her voice either so yeah. Yeah, not my vibe. Yeah, so that was that. And then Finn asks his mom if Quinn can stay with him for a few days. His mom says that she could stay with him as long as she needs to. And I thought that was very sweet. I lie. And also, the next scene I think is the bathroom scene with Susie Pepper because I'm reading my yes. notes and that's the order it's in. So Go we for already it. touched on that. Uh, but I just thought it was funny. I just think it's so funny that Susie Pepper, like, took Rachel down a peg, called her mildly attractive, said that she needs some <laughs> self-respect. And Rachel listened. She was like, okay. Cause then Rachel she- Rachel snapped back to reality. Cause she goes to uh, Will and basically like apologizes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which she, which she needed to do. Yes. Yeah. And then we get the start of the last scene. Something of new? What? It was, it was a bad joke. He said, we get the start of, and I said something new. Wrong show. Anyway, um, we get the start of the last scene of the episode, which is the last number of the episode, which is the number that all the Glee kids wanted to sing for Quinn and Finn, which is very sweet. And it ends up being Lean on Me. And with an unfeatured choir or unshown choir. Unshown choir, but like I kind of think they didn't need it. Because this episode, I mean, this episode, this number... I kind of liked it. Mercedes really elevates this number with her lead vocals. Of course, she always does. Yeah, completely killed it. And speaking of choir, the choir dancing that they were doing was a little bit too much for me. Like the whole like uh, step touch oh thing. <laughs> yes. Like they had no time to prepare choreo. <laughs> they were just missing their choir robes yeah. and that was it. Yeah, no choreo at all. They were like, we don't have time. We're too busy focusing <laughs> on these other ballads. But um, in terms of vocals, it was good. And Artie too. Artie's got some soul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was a a touching way to end the episode. Again, it was cut somewhat abruptly because we both were like, oh, that's it. But I kind of liked it. It cut on the last note on me. Yes. And then it was over. On you? Yeah, on me. And that's when we realized that Sue was not in this episode at all. It's very interesting (sighs) how the show selectively chooses when to include people and when not. And it's clearly like a scheduling thing maybe and they have to like write around that i guess i mean i guess they were booked and busy back then oh i don't i guess not every episode has to include every character but it is kind of weird like when someone's just not there like it's weird that like sue is just not there and not even explanation like she just doesn't show up yeah but yeah so sue can't be either of our mvps this week because she wasn't there but let's get into superlatives Best performance, what would you say it was? I think Lean on Me. I liked it. It was a little like cheesy, but it was sweet. I, you could tell that Finn and Quinn seemed very touched by it. Mm-hmm. And I just, again, I, I like how the Glee Club is becoming a unit. You know, they're, they're more formed, they're strengthening their bonds and supporting each other. And they know that Finn and Quinn needed that this time. So I thought it was a very sweet number to sing to them. No, I agree. I would also pick that as the best just because the vocals delivered. 
Oh, of course, and the vocals, yes. <laughs> yeah, and and everything else in the episode is pretty, like, it was a pretty, just the episode overall was pretty just meh. Like, we had the, yeah. I guess, some memorable moments, like the you having my baby scene and all that, but it was just pretty meh. Like, it felt like not a lot yes. happened. It was pretty insular, and that was the only big, like, development that happened. I did but, just remember, I looked at my notes what? during Lean on Me towards the end, there's they sing call me and then kurt looks at finn and gestures like call me like he mouths call me just to finn like kurt come on give it up yeah i'm over it uh worst performance i would say it was i stand by you just because out of the the ballads that were sung it was the blandest and also kind of the shortest with the exception of crush which was only 20 20 seconds long in the car and i don't count that (laughs) i don't know if that counts no interesting I love, I mean, I'll stand by you was so dramatic, but I kind of liked it. I just, I thought it was, you could tell Finn was being very earnest by singing to the, the yeah, sonogram. Yeah, I guess so. That is his best trait is being earnest. Yes. Yes. For me, it was endless love. It just made me so uncomfortable. I thought it went on for far too long and I just, I really didn't like it. I guess. I, I guess I would have picked that if I thought that I, I stand by you as a, better song but i don't think it is i think endless love is a better song and you were surprised that i knew some of the words to that song because i was trying to sing along to it during the episode and you told me to shut up pretty much oh my god okay (laughs) whatever okay so the mvp my mvp is finn it wasn't easy to pick an mvp for this episode but i wanted to pick finn because i love when he when he's in himbo mode and I truly think a lot of the decisions that were made by him this episode were driven by him bonus. Uh, and like you just said, his earnestness is one of his better qualities. And there was a lot of that this episode. So it was easy to like get behind him, so to speak. I I, I agree with that. Although I went in a slightly different direction this episode. Oh. I gave Finn's mother MVP this episode. What the fuck? She was in two scenes. I don't know what community she's an ally for, but she's an ally. Oh my God. Because when she discovered that Finn, she believed that her son got a girl pregnant. She wasn't like kicking him out the house like other people were doing. She was there for him. Oh. And she was supporting him. And then later on, when Quinn does get kicked out of the house, she's like, sweetie, you can stay here with us. So she she really cares about her son. She has his best interest in heart, at heart. That's true. And I support that. We love we, that. We do love a strong single mother. Uh, and I did love, oh my God, the vest she was wearing when she walked in on Finn oh singing that song. <laughs> you guys, it was like yes. some weird, elaborate denim patchwork, ugly, but also slayful vest. She was making it worse. <laughs> Yeah, I did like that vest. <laughs> Who's your LVP? Keeping up with the parental themes, Quinn's dad. Because oh. not only does he love watching Glenn Beck and needs to leave his family to go watch Glenn Beck, but uh, he also kicked his daughter out of the house. He has He's stuck in this mindset where my family has to be perfect and we have to look this way and act this way. And when his daughter, who he said that he loved so much, goes and gets knocked up he immediately like flips on a dime is like get out of my house like i don't want to deal with you i don't want to talk to you like he disowns her true in her time of need so she, he's quite the opposite of of who finn's mom is that's true very disgraceful 
I guess I should have picked him, but I picked Kurt just because he was being toxic. <laughs> and I was taking out my my frustration with like the writers on Kurt, which will be happening again. I'm not the biggest fan of Kurt, you guys, just in general. I think he has his moments. Not a lot of those moments are in this first season, but I just don't like him as a character and I don't like the way he's written. So this episode really personified that. And thus he is my LVP for this week. Now, before we get to our trivia, we have, of course, the Will Schuster Cringe Hour. I think not a lot of opportunities here because for the most part, he was trying to do the right thing this episode. So I guess mm. I think we would probably pick the same moment. What would you what, what are you going to pick? I'm curious to hear what you're thinking. The whole like you're thinking of the whole weird like moment where he grabs Rachel by the shoulders and like yes, I don't know if push is the right word, but he just he like puts her his hands on her shoulders and and pushes her down into the seat like sit, and it was just a weird like okay she could have sat down on her own <laughs> yeah like just tell her like have a seat like yeah, yeah it was, it, it, it was, was like gripping her shoulders it just made me uncomfortable it, it was very random it was we both were like why did he do that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So was is that what you would yes, pick? Yes, I agree. Okay. Uh-huh. Same moment. Cool. Look at us. Synced. Synced. Are you ready for some trivia? trivia? We have some interesting tidbits this episode. So during the performance of, I don't know, it's your in parentheses, having my baby, Diana kept mm-hmm. laughing at as Corey sang to her, and Corey forgot his lines as soon as he saw Diana laugh. So they had to what? do a couple takes. Why is she laughing? I mean, it is kind of ridiculous, like him singing to her in front <laughs> of her family at dinner, like. It's was funny. she laughing or crying? Because they look the Ooh, same hard when she tell. does it. <laughs> yeah. And then the lean on me scene was actually the first time that both Diana and Corey had seen it because they knew the cast was singing it, but they weren't allowed to attend rehearsals. So it was oh. to make it a bit more genuine, like have their reactions be more genuine, which was sweet. Isn't that sweet? Third bit of trivia about Miss Diana. Apparently this episode was what she submitted to the academy uh for primetime <laughs> emmy for outstanding lead actress in a comedy series no she did not she but thought she ate with get that. a nomination oh my god she thought she <laughs> ate with that first of all there's something funny about submitting this episode for comedy performance because she performed no comedy in this episode well uh, i mean she was she was laughing at the end so, oh my god but she should have been crying no, i don't think she's <laughs> she's good you guys i mean i hate to be mean and I'm not a performer myself, but I there's a reason why out of all the Glee cast members, she's one of the ones that didn't really go on to do much after the show. Um, so, like, I remember seeing that god-awful I Am Number 4 movie that she was in, and she was not great, you guys. Uh, that's a movie with Alex Pettifer. Imagine. Yeah. Oh, uh, I love Alex Pettifer. Anyway, so that's funny. Any other yes. trivia before Just we depart? One last piece of trivia. I never realized this. Well, it was only for this episode, but every girl after Will, like pining after Will in this episode, has a food-related last name. We have Emma Pillsbury, like Pillsbury Dough, <laughs> Rachel Berry, Susie Pepper, and Terry Delmonico, which is a type of steak. Her last name is Delmonico? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was Terry Schuster. Like her maiden name. okay i was like i for when you said that i was like oh rachel berry Susie pepper and then you were like no emma pillsbury terry delmonico (laughs) i was like shit okay that is interesting i I love this little trivia section 
I know, me too. Thanks to whoever yeah. put it together. It brightens my week. <laughs> brightens my week. Okay, well, we'll be there to brighten your week again next week <laughs> when we talk oh. about episode 11, hairography. I'm very excited well, We should wear episode. wigs while and we record we to get into I don't character. Own Amazon. Oh my gosh. Two-day shipping. But it is a great episode, and I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be more entertaining than this one. I agree. So we'll uh, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. Bye.